Welcome to Snack City. This is a podcast about eating snacks and living in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. My name is Taylor. My name is Mia. My name is Tim. Thank you, Tim, for coming on the podcast. It's exciting for me because uh, Tim is the first stranger I'm meeting on the podcast. Yep, yep. I was always told that strangers were very dangerous people, that they would hurt either my body or my feelings. And oh, Tim, he will hurt your feelings. <laughs> you've done neither so far, so I'm, I'm thinking it's going pretty well. We've only known each other for about an hour. So. Yeah. For the, the listeners out there, Tim and I are somehow managing to wear matching burgundy maroon sweaters. Mm-hmm. I just realized that. Fascinating. What a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with a very difficult question, a very philosophical question. How do you feel about Edmonton? I love it. I absolutely love it. Cool. What that's such a great response. Yeah, but that's yeah. the most positive we've had. Most people are like, uh, it's growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, tell us more about why you... Why well, you love it? Why well, you're so ready to love it? So I, about three years ago, I was like, fuck Edmonton, I'm out of here, like, you all suck, peace out. And then I had I had a big, big stack of money, and I traveled around, like, Canada and the States, always within the back of my head, being like, I want to move from Edmonton, because I hate it. Yep. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I just, I, I hung out in all the other wonderful, beautiful cities that exist, and the people that lived in those places complained about the same things that people complain about in Edmonton. So that was that was the big reason. I was like, oh, it, it sucks wherever you live. That's Maybe that's why I love Edmonton, because it sucks everywhere else. I love that people really hate Edmonton. I love that, because it means the people that live here live here with intention, and there's a reason. No one comes to Edmonton because it's cool, so I think there's like... Like, there's a certain type of douchebags, but, like, sort of, like, <laughs> really smug, pretentious douchebags kind of stay away from Edmonton, because it's, like super uncool to live here so i think we have more humility in that in that way i love the seasons like going from minus 30 to plus 30 is is beautiful i love the the winter time and the snow and and the beauty of it all and i love that it's like a still a small town in a lot of ways you can just like walk down white avenue and like you if you're like a, a scenester like me, like you'll see someone you know and like you'll drink some beers and hang out that's that's so nice despite being like a sprawling pile of garbage it's also uh it's it's like there's that smallness if you like live and work and play within the center of the city definitely yeah. i live in a very small edmonton that kind of is bound at like 77th ave uh, north at about 118th and then in between at like 99th maybe like 149th yeah yeah and uh you know honestly that's a pretty good edmonton there's a lot of community in little hubs and circles and i think people who like edmonton proactively are trying to like edmonton you just kind of realize that you're gonna live here you might as well like it one of the things that strikes me when people romanticize other cities, you know, when you got a, a 
pillow with the word Paris on it, like a picture <laughs> of the Apple Tower or like London or something. I've been to many places, and anything you do somewhere else, you can do to some extent here in the place you live. Yeah. Edmonton does mm-hmm. not lack for anything that anything anyone else has. Other places have very nice things, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Really cool things to see in the world. Yeah. But if you want to go see shows, if you want to go hang out at a cool cafe, if you want to go to a bookstore, you want to go do anything, yeah. you can do it in Edmonton. You want to go see a weird art show? Edmonton has tons of great art, tons of great theater. It has yeah. ballet. It has live shows all the time. We've Yo, been to... dude, the ballet is sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually amazing. Yeah. It's like March, mid-March, and I think I've been to almost... 20 shows this year. Yeah, like, we've gone to a lot of stuff together. There's a and, lot like, of things to do in Edmonton. And I'm mm-hmm. excited for the summer. Honestly, like, I know we say festival season, which, nicknames, I'm a come to that. Mm-hmm. But, like, we call it the festival city, and it really is. And, like, there's a lot of fun shit to do. Even when there isn't, you start to kind of like the shitty parts about Edmonton as well. You, like, want to defend them from other people who complain about them. Well, people who are complaining yeah. aren't helping anything. Exactly. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. <laughs> Man, my mom's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know what? We are, uh, we're arrogant assholes. Like, we are always haranguing our audience about what terrible people they are, so it's not a big deal. Bring it on. To, uh, to how much you like Edmonton, what kind of things do you like to do? If you were to find you on the street at a random place, where would it be? Uh, you would find me on a patio mm-hmm. getting drunk. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. That's very Edmonton. You know when they say, like, take a risk, that's the most Edmonton thing you can do? Getting drunk in the <laughs> afternoon on a patio is the most Edmonton yes. thing you can do. Absolutely. I th- also, I think that take a risk is the most Edmonton thing you can do. It's the dumbest thing. I love Edmonton because it has such an inferiority complex. Oh, Like, we are trying we? so hard to be world class, and I think, world like, class. by geographical realities, we never will be because no one ever passes through Edmonton. <laughs> like, you have to make a point to come out here. It's just like a city of... of um, not ambiguity. What's the like? What's the opposite? Of ambivalent. Ambiguity? Not ambivalence. Like it's like we two care things. A lot. It's two. Yeah. Like it's like we're, we're two things, and they're like constantly at odds. There's a bipolarity. It seems to be a city of constant conflict with itself. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And we all, yeah, we all dislike Edmonton. We dislike ourselves. We dislike yeah. the people around us. But I am, uh, I'm, I'm changing my attitude. Yeah, me too. And like I, this year, I really embraced winter, and I'm like, fuck it, it's great. I enjoy going for long walks in the cold. I mean, it's despite amazing. the fact that it was snowing all weekend, it, the winter, like I feel like it's mostly done. It gets tedious. Don't get me wrong. But uh, when it's like really cold, I really love minus thirty. Man, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I love the super cold weather because yeah. then also like if you go to someone's house or like you go to a place in the minus 30 it means you really mean it people have to live with more intention yes. in the winter time yeah i think what happens to me in winter is more that i can't go to multiple events in the summer it's easy to walk to three separate things that people are doing yeah. whereas in the winter you're like well i'm gonna take an uber out or i'm gonna expedition out and yeah. uh, if i don't have enough supplies i won't be able to go to two <laughs> places you know and if i'm out i'm out for the night for me it's always like i have to carry my coat my mints my the obligation. yeah like after a while it just gets kind of tedious so i'm ready for the spring but i think that is kind of like the joy of living in edmonton and that you get sick of winter so much that like you really embrace summer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway should we uh maybe eat a snack tim you have made us a homemade snack for the first time on the podcast and yeah people don't make me homemade things very much this is a this is nice this is a treat it's nice to have somebody cook for us <laughs> yeah. tim has brought us some or made us some bacon wrapped asparagus i'm i'm really excited do you have any particular uh, memories or thoughts associated with the, the bacon-wrapped asparagus? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> no. I was thinking about bringing ketchup chips, uh, oh. but I haven't had dinner yet, and I love bacon-wrapped asparagus. It's great because it's, uh, you know, bacon, mm-hmm. delicious, and asparagus is good for you. So you can, you can pretend it's a, that it's overall a healthy, it's good for you. Yeah, it's a healthy, it's a healthy meal. 
And I think it was on my mind just because my friend earlier mentioned that he was really into bacon-wrapped asparagus. And this would be my, like, summertime barbecue contribution. That's not something to talk about, is barbecuing, which... Mm. Shit. Ooh, man. man, summer's coming up. Summer We're gonna do a, we should do a show on barbecue. Why not? Why not? Well, uh, I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to choose what looks like the most fried... Well, not fried, but the most roasted part of the bacon. Yeah, I want the crispy goodness. I think it might be a bit overcooked. The asparagus is, like... Mm. Bit too soft. It's pretty soft. No, man, this is good. I don't like it when asparagus is not like cooked well enough because then it doesn't really tear in your mouth very well and it gets stringy and weird. No, I mm. like the smoothness of it. It really like breaks <laughs> apart really nicely and releases a lot of flavor in the mouth really quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really liking it. Yeah, this is delicious. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not surprised at that at all because uh, it is, as we say, it's bacon wrapped asparagus and mm-hmm. it's delicious. Man, the moment you wrap anything in bacon, it gets better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't like people who are taking it too far. Bacon fetishes. Bacon fetishists. Yes. Bacon fetishists. I don't yeah. like anybody who <laughs> fetishizes anything. I, I'm a librarian. Well, I studied as a librarian. But, like, whenever anybody fetishizes books, fucking hate that shit. I mean, I like to read. I like a nice book. But when you're like, you've seen the John Waters John Waters, quote. yeah. What's Fuck the John Waters quote? It's, we should start making if books you... more sexy. Don't go, don't fuck anyone if you don't see books in their homes. Yeah, if you go to someone's house, you're like, in a, you're macking on them and you go to the house without any books. You're just like, ah, peace. I'm and I'm like, okay, I, I suspect a lot of people read even if they don't have fucking books at home. Mm. What kind of elitist shit is that? It is elitist shit. Anyway. Sure. Because mm. books are for nerds, as we so, all know. Yeah, I don't like fetishizing books at a point of excluding others. I think children others. should play with fidget spinners instead of reading books. And whatever else millennials do, eating Tide Pods. <laughs> Wait, what are millennials doing? No, we're millennials. No, we we're are not. definitely millennials. Like the youth are, are not. Yeah, no. I yeah, we're twelve in the year two thousand. Yeah, like we're like the, the youth that we complain yes. about are no longer millennials. Dude, you turned fourteen. You're also a millennial. I thought it was like somewhere in between Generation X and millennial. No, we millennials. Oh, we're we're like in the we're thick and we're the like millennials. We, yeah, so I would I would yeah. Absolutely. Dude, we're the ones who are destroying industries and shit. Yeah, well, I'm excited to destroy industries though. Yeah, apparently our apathy is destroying them. Yes, which is like, that's okay. my favorite way of destroying things. <laughs> That diamonds are not... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woe to be De Beers, right? Like, fuck. I don't know if it was a think piece. This was just, like, you know, friend of a friend, sort mm-hmm. of urban legendy almost thing. But there is a, a piece written, like, so De Beers or De Burrs or whatever. Yeah. They the released Bears, the Chicago yeah. Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're their lucrative diamond industry. <laughs> they released a series of ads, like, trying to market diamonds to millennials. It's, like, sort of, like, gloomy, sort of, like, sexy montages of like super hip couples and they're like we don't know if it's forever we just know that it's right now and they're like and then it shows them like fighting and like giving each other diamonds and stuff but they kept on apparently part of it was and i've like as soon as i heard about this and i watched the thing is like i really clocked it like so they did uh they got all this info from all these millennials and like one thing that came up was how we love to say wild (laughs) like that's wild and so so it, it came up like in all of these like i think there was like three commercials that sort of had a different uh millennial snapshot and they kept on saying, like, it's wild. Like, it's so wild. Yeah. And now I've noticed how many times my contemporaries say the word wild. Interesting. It, it drives I, me nuts. I don't know that I've ever said the word wild. I mean, out of context of going into the wilderness of some sort. I say tight a lot, and I know that's a millennial thing. Yeah, and sure, I know I shouldn't sure. be say saying it. slang, but I say cool, and that's, like, from the 50s. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can see the, the ad consultants, like, can we rostify it, like, 10%? What are the hip use? Like, fleek. Like, on point, ponder it. There's some pretty embarrassing uh, advertising to millennials. I think it's just because uh, there's such a... 
we're cynical. We don't trust advertising. How can you advertise to, well, I don't know. It has to trick us into liking it. Now we have optimistic advertising. We're like what Coke or like uh, Alberta Treasury Branch, that's a local bank that operates in Alberta. Uh, they, their commercials are super just like pumped and peppy and full of energy and they're like, there's a great life out there living and we'll help you live it. <laughs> you know, if you drink cola, you'll like have fun with all your friends and go on road trips and wave your hand out the window of a car and shit. <laughs> they're not trying to sell you on the positivity. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the negativity, we're, we're over that. We're into wholesome. I don't know, I don't know. are we? Like, I guess the generation following us, they're being advertised to in a different way. Because I think today's youths, the 18 to 25 generation, holy shit, they're facing some really bad times. Mm -hmm. So they would be cynical, wouldn't they? Like, I think not, the opposite, actually. Yeah. When, when I look at the, the memes, I think the fact that memes are very dark and, and very, I don't know, bizarre and kind of nonsensical. So, like, it's very silly. Like, yeah. they're responding with, like, I think a good equanimity and good humor. They're like, yeah, like, you're going to die. Life is a struggle. But, like, what else are you going to do? Or, you know? So they recognize the uh, the existential nihilism. Dude, I think more than anything, <laughs> the youth of today, uh, I say that as an old man, uh, <laughs> they know they're staring down the barrel. Like, I don't think any TV program you watch about science does not end with, like, well, Earth's dying. Yeah, you know? shit, But dude, they know. Tough. I was existentially troubled by the fact that the Earth was dying. And yeah. Anyways, this is a candy Let's podcast. Let's get snacks. <laughs> we crushed that asparagus so fast that we yeah. have a lot of time for tangents. Should we, um, I don't know, what are you feeling? Should we make more? <laughs> mm, we should absolutely make more. Okay. Maybe not okay. now. Let's, Let's get that started, Let's... yeah. We're back. We're, we're bringing some more asparagus. Asparagus. Well, right for that. Let's have ourselves. Uh, Tim, as the guest, I'll leave it to you. What uh, What of the snacks before you seems the most appealing? Okay, one hundred percent the the white Reese's pieces. Should okay. I describe everything, or are you oh. going to do this? Well, we, well, we should, right? I would love for you to describe the Reese's pieces. Oh, yeah, do it. Okay, so we have some Reese's pieces, white minis. They're about the same height as your average Reese's piece, but the the diameter is just hugely smaller. I'd say maybe a, a quarter. No, half the diameter. It is a no, it's no, no, it's a quarter. It's a shape of a dime. I think I it's a quarter. It is a quarter. It's quite a small little treat. Let's Anyways, try them. They, they really do look quite elegant. Like if I saw them on top of a wedding cake, I would not be. Mm. I would not be like, oh, that's weird. But then you bite into it. It'd be peanut butter. Yeah, like this is not good for a wedding. Yeah. I don't know, man. I liked the white chocolate that we had last time, but with peanut butter, I feel like it doesn't taste. Anything different. It tastes exactly the same. It tastes exactly the fucking same. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Damn fucking it. rip off. <laughs> I'm mad. No, I'm going to differ because I definitely just at the end tasted the vanilla. Yeah. At first, the peanut butter is just overwhelming though. Basically, just the chocolate. You just taste the peanut butter and then like at the very end you get like, oh, a little bit of vanilla. There is no vanilla on the ingredients list here. <laughs> is white chocolate vanilla flavored? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it vanilla and cream like... usually? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I always thought it was, but I think that's my association with white mm. things. Mm. Vanilla being white. Yeah. So I tasted some white chocolate that time. But now I'm thinking if I lick the outside. Oh, oh do outside. it. I yeah. encourage that. We've never no, it's, a it's like it's too waxy to taste. Like you have to, <laughs> bite, you have to chew it. It's really melting on my fingers more than it is melting on my tongue. I bit off like a little corner of the mm. white. I'm just going to suck on it a little bit. Like a Oh, yeah. So please tell us how you're going to consume your candy. How's that going for you? It is white chocolate. It is white chocolate, but it, yeah, it's the peanut butter is just so strong. Yeah, and that's, I think what you come for a Reese for is the strong peanut butter taste. Because <laughs> you that do. peanut butter tastes like nothing else in the world. Well, I think I just wanted a bigger um, amalgamation of like white and peanut butter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> white, just white. <laughs> I just want white sure. chocolate. Apparently, yeah, vanilla free white chocolate. 
vanilla free. After our first podcast where we talked about what white chocolate is, I thought I knew. I don't think I know anymore. But do you know what white chocolate is? No, I don't think there's vanilla involved in any way, though. Okay, do you know what the, like, the ingredients are to make white chocolate? I don't even know what ingredients are used to make chocolate. Like, is it cocoa? <laughs> it's cocoa, there's milk, yeah. there's a lot of fat, I imagine. Butter, 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 a lot of butter. This looks like it might just be made of oil. <laughs> like the whole like There's like four kinds of oil in here. We've got some modified palm oil, modified vegetable oil. Oh no, those which are the may worst. Which maybe shea, sunflower, and or safflower. Safflower? But then there's more. There's also modified palm kernel oil, hydrogenated palm oh, kernel no. oil, hydrogenated palm oil, and then some milk ingredients. So presumably just milk. Mm-hmm. Corn syrup solids. Oh my god. Dextrose, <laughs> lactose. <laughs> Oh, cocoa. I always think cocoa is vanilla. Mm-mm. But it's cocoa butter, right? It's cocoa butter, and that's what I'm tasting. That's mostly like what a... you're tasting is cocoa butter and milk ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that kind of like umami of chocolate, I guess. Then we got some salt. We got some... <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Lecithin, which in brackets says soy. And then I'm going to chew out this word right here. Polyglycerol polyrysinoleate. Wow. Delicious. That's only one item. Yeah. Mm. I can really taste it. You can really taste it. Polyrysinoleate. And that's some artificial flavors and then some tocopherols and then some TBHQ. TBHQ. I really Mm. love it when they throw in a little bit of TBHQ. (laughs) It's the new MSG really. Really, yeah. But honestly, seriously, fucking love MSG. What up? Come at me. (laughs) I don't really have a control group. Like, I don't know. MSG doesn't really fuck you up as much as people think. Mm, you I have heard, some comments. I, no, I, heard, I just heard that. I yeah. saw an, uh, the headline of an article, an article I never read. Was it, that. MSG Man. doesn't fuck you up as much as it does? Word for word, okay. yeah. About, Were we just racist so, because Chinese people use yes. MSG? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> what do you think about the ratios of the chocolate to the peanut butter in this one versus, say, a normal cup? To be totally honest, I'm not a huge fan of the Reese's themselves, so I couldn't oh. speak to it. As okay. you said, they taste the same. Could I ask so, then your opinion on peanuts in general in chocolate? I don't even like chocolate, so that's like, what? there's the problem. It's wow. not that I dislike it, but I don't like it. I've, I don't know, maybe 10 times in my life been like, man, I'm going to get a chocolate bar. And I always <laughs> like have two bites and it's like, this isn't very good. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. Can I ask, what is your preferred form of like sugary treat? Um, like just pure sugar. Like, um, like gummies or something? Just a spoonful of sugar? Uh, yes, in, in my in my younger days. I don't know. Did everyone else get like iced oh, tea I'm mix monster, and eat man. that eat that shit with a spoon? Oh, I eat like the the concentrated fruit punch. <laughs> I just, you know, that's a good sugar. Oh, yeah. So like those dipping things as well. Fun like, dip. Fun, fun dip. dip. Yeah, that's about pure sugar. Definitely. Right um, but like in my in my older age, you know that I've smartened up a bit. I would say sour keys are a big one. Yeah. Sour patch kids. Them. Wait, you said sour, sour keys. keys! My buddy was very argumentative <laughs> that sour keys were not a thing anyone said, and then you just said it. Well, because he made the argument that it's not sour keys, it's what sour is it? soothers. He was very adamant about it, and now I'm, I'm glad because our listeners will now hear someone say sour keys. And that's just like the next one. Great. Yeah, it's Great just the next guy. The very next guy just said sour keys. I'm like, yes, I know people call them sour <laughs> keys. I've heard it before. <laughs> I am glad for that validation. Mm-hmm. Have you ever called them sour soothers before? I don't think I ever have. I think I've heard that before, but I would argue no one ever says sour soothers. That's oh, very I'm on the other end of the... Oh, yeah, bring no, that controversy. All right, so All right. Uh, we got the... Oh. Cracker Jack. I brought this uh, this product called Cracker Jack, which, uh, you know, He I'm definitely sure... looks like a cracker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not again? You couldn't restrain yourself for a minute? 
So Cracker Jack has a uh, very appealing bag. It has a red and white kind of motif going, but then also a little blue sailor-suited boy. Yeah, he's pretty cute. And uh, fucking cracker. a friendly dog on it. I believe the dog's name is Cracker, and this is Sailor Jack. Or it says Le Marine and Bingo. Oh, Bingo. Yeah, oh, that's do- a cute name for a dog. The dog doesn't get a name in Bingo. Or what? in Bingo. In, in English, the dog does not have a name. Sailor Jack, Le Marine, and Bingo. Yeah, interesting. Oh, maybe we're meant to take... Sailor Jack or Lemurin, and then they just save space and just wrote Bingo once. That could be it. So presumably the dog's name is Bingo. B-I-N-G-O, Bingo was his name of. Just like the... Wait, is that rhyme based on this fucking dog? We're breaking new ground here. So the Cracker Jack bag comes with a surprise, and uh, it's just like a little piece of paper that like lift the inside to see what's written on the back. Who wants the fucking honor? Hang on, we oh should God, some, of, some of the Crackers Jack before. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. fair. You enjoy your snack while you're finding yeah. out what you've yeah, been Yeah, exactly. Prized. The okay. prize would have been at the bottom of the bag. And I'm excited because I've only ever heard of a Cracker Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I know there uh, is no Coupe de Ville hiding in the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. I know when you go to the ball game, you eat some peanuts and Cracker Jack. But Cracker Jack has peanuts, so it's weird that you would eat more peanuts in addition. Well, the peanuts kind of sink at the bottom. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe you add more peanuts into the mix of the, the Crackers Jack. Mm. I have no idea. Or maybe Cracker Jack just has caramel-coated popcorn. But anyways, I'm excited. I'm going to just reach my hand in and like grab it like a bear. <laughs> Get a some bear. peanuts for, like, there we go. There's, like, a peanut in this Cracker Jack. Yeah, you really I'm have looking to at shake a second up. peanut. Okay, I see two more. Yeah, there we go. Oh. But, like, the ratio is cray. Okay, I have to really scoop <laughs> it really to the bottom. S- I think they're shorting us on peanuts. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to pull a handful on of them out to come out. Eight-year-old boy at a ball game, and the year is 1912. How is it? Tell us of your experiences. Oh, man, crunchy. Mediocre. Yeah. It's like, okay. See, I like a salty popcorn, so the caramel, eh, doesn't really do it for me. I like caramel, but you know, in a post-Chicago mix world, Cracker Jack is really, really outdated, I think. What is Chicago mix again? That's the one where you have the caramel coated popcorn, the, okay. the cracker, the cracker jack, maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then you have some cheddar, cheddar popcorn. And then do you also have like a spicy popcorn in there too? Oh man, popcorn. spicy popcorn is my favorite. I think you have like a three of those. You like shake it all up. Mm. And like you buy it pre-made at many, many supermarkets. And, I honestly uh, don't know what most mix it. I'm like, I think, a, I think I know what a trail mix is. I think it has sunflowers and cranberries. Any combination of like nuts and berries and candy could be trail mix. I don't like mixes. Yeah. If I'm going to eat something, I want to eat that thing individually. You prefer pure cracker. <laughs> all cracker, no jack. <laughs> I'm very interested in the backstory of cracker jack. <laughs> Do you think? Because he... also the dog's name is Bingo. His name is Jack. So they are saying he's a cracker. Yes, right. He's <laughs> like, cracker Jack. That's Cracker Jack. Maybe his name was Jack Cracker, and then there was like a, a mix-up when he signed up for the Navy at age twelve. <laughs> oh yeah. They enlisted him, and then we're like, "Wait, what? You're not Jack Cracker." <laughs> that's a very good theory. Do you think he got drafted? <laughs> you Cracker. Join the army. I think it's probably from back in the days before they had like laws about when you could ship kids and he's some officer's son who all the sailors are like, man, that fucking kid, and that goddamn dog. <laughs> like I always got to clean up after the kid. He's always like a dick. That's pretty sinister. But then the captain is, he's just the apple of the captain's eyes because it's his uncle or some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant he got thrown into the army because everybody hated him for being oh, so happy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying he's being <laughs> groomed to be like an admiral by the time he's 40. Oh, maybe he could be the next, what is the uh, master commander's name? Jack Aubrey. Jack Aubrey is <laughs> Cracker Jack. Jack Aubrey is Cracker Jack? <laughs> Holy shit. 
I'm yeah. just going to believe that exists. That would be a great I'm, reference. I've heard the term headcanon before, you know? Like, oh, man. Like when you like, retcon a show as you see fit. Yeah, whatever. I know all about headcanon. I choose to believe that Cracker Jack is Lucky Jack Aubrey. What's headcanon? Uh, What's it's, retcon? Uh, What's Tumblr? Oh, oh my god. god. You don't know. No, I know, don't, I know okay. what Tumblr is. On Tumblr, there's a lot of fans. And like the headcanon is somebody's perspective of how a story plays out that is not canon, but it is plausible, but improbable. Oh, okay. It's not necessarily supported in the text, but it's like some like continuation. Or it's linked in two universes that oh. are explicitly linked or something. Does that make any sense? That makes absolute sense. Okay. <laughs> and retcons when you go back and pretend something didn't happen in the mm-hmm. past. It's when like a Futurama episode gives a different perspective of the past than actually happened yeah. in the show. You've referenced Futurama twice this evening. That's when you first saw Cracker Jacks was on an episode of Futurama. Oh, no, no that was... that's the Charleston Chew, oh, okay. which spoilers for the viewers, we're going to eat Charleston Chew, which I guess let's move into because I'm done with these Crackers Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you uh, want the vanilla or do you want the wait, chocolate? hang on. There is a prize inside, which oh, is... Shit, I'm right. excited for a prize. Okay, who wants to open it? As a guest of honor, Tim, yeah, I believe I guess it's not be, a uh... prize, it's a surprise. So I hope you have a surprise, <laughs> A surprise. Okay, lift and peel. Sorry, one second. My, Peel and my, lift instead. If it is a you are obligated to put it on you somewhere. Oh, of course, I'll put it underneath my eyeball. Whoa. Um, oh, no, this is like a full-on bag. Oh, whoa. Oh, very interesting. Okay. What's happening? Well, I think there might be two. Oh, very nice. It's a little book. Oh, my God. That's quite extensive. This is, a, it's a sticker, yes, and it says, Cracker Jack snacks were introduced in 1893 by F.W. Ruchheim at the World's <laughs> Columbian Exposition, Chicago's first World's Fair. Wow. Wow, good for the Chicago Fair. Yeah. yeah. Chicago Fair, if you haven't read uh, The Devil in the White City, that is an amazing book about the Chicago World's Fair. That's when H.H. H. Holmes had, like, a murder hotel in Chicago and, like, lured the visitors to the World's Fair to their death and their, like, dozens, maybe hundreds. I heard about that. It was like a, like, the cube. Eric Larson, I believe. Is it the was like the cube? Yeah. Dude, it's like people would like get trapped in places and like the oxygen would shut off. And, like, like a spooky murder house with like traps. But like actual like, murder. Actually murder house. Like, where like, <gasps> the, the doors didn't go places and like the hallways would veer off in weird directions because he would have like secret places where he watched the guests and shit. Fascinating. Yeah. And then he would murder some of them. They'd just like go to Chicago to make money in the city or to go to the World's Fair and they would never come back and who the fuck knows there's millions of people there. And it's people just... would go into a room and they would get sprayed with stuff and they would <gasps> think it was just water and then slowly their, their flesh would start melting off their mouths. Oh Amongst my or, and that's actually the scene in The Cube. In the oh, fuck. Don't, don't okay, do that to me. I could have. The Cube is an amazing film. Oh. That's a Canadian movie, for those of you who don't Wait, know. Wait, the first or the second? Because uh, the second is, I think, the one I've seen. Okay. Cube 2 Hypercube? Hypercube. Okay. Because <laughs> there's also a prequel. Cube Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have not watched Cube Zero. <laughs> cube Zero is not great. But the cube that I know is like a white cube, and there's that's a blind hypercube. girl, and yeah. If there's time involved, and like, it's a tesseract, and, and, yeah, oh and it's God. like a cube within a cube within a cube, and all the cubes are the same cube. The cube scared the living hell out of me. Then the first one though is all like physical and it's like it's it's implausible and that's a giant machine <laughs> but it is more plausible in that it's actually like oh they entered this room and there's like a flamethrower in the wall or, yeah or this room all of a sudden has spikes yeah there's one scene where a guy goes into a cube room and that you just hear like a whing, and yeah. everyone's like oh is it okay and then they see like this like steel sort of like mesh grate swing back down and then that person just falls into like little cubes that they got cut into by this yeah. like, swinging if thing if you have the same cube it's almost the exact same scene as happens in Resident Evil with like a laser beam cutting a guy up like that mm. yeah or in Ghost Ship Ghost when Ship the, wow. when the deep cable cut. goes by wow. okay so what's, what's Ghost cut. Ship is it it's just another horror movie yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a haunted ship 
I mean, I assumed. What else could it be? <laughs> Is it a right. ship of ghosts? Perhaps. Let us let us pull back out here. <laughs> Dig ourselves out of this trench we have found ourselves in. What is the surprise? Is that just a fact? Oh, yeah, it's a fact and it's a sticker. Uh, and that's, I, that's a pretty lame fact, I gotta say, honestly. Do you mean a lame surprise? It's pretty self-serving. But I, I can know. say, like, F.W. Rochheim. Uh, that was very I can see why I'd go with Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a lot more. American. I'm surprised I didn't go with Bob. Bob. But this was pre-World War One, so maybe anti-German sentiment wasn't and with its that apex. Yeah. Apex. Well, even Ooh, with all, like, the Second word. World War, the, the Americans were like, Germans are all right, guys. Well, I thought uh, the Americans wanted to join the Nazis. Uh, what? Not, not all of them. Not like initially, enough but like. Enough of them that it yeah. was like a thing that might, might have happened. Your boy Henry Ford was like a fan of Hitler. Yeah. That's sad stuff. I mean, I know you're an inheritor of the Ford fortune. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it when people bash my family. I am a trillionaire. Yes, Tim Ford, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Crackers Jack have been dispensed with. Let us go to the, the Charleston Chew. Indeed. Um, let's, uh, I've never had a Charleston Chew before. As, uh, as Tim was saying, I've only ever seen it referenced in the show Futurama where Richard Nixon gives it a plug. If Richard Nixon likes it, is it any good? Or is it inherently evil? Is Richard Nixon inherently evil? He, I would say yes. Well, he's amoral. I don't think he's evil. Okay, he opened up evil. diplomatic relations with China. Whoa, dude, don't defend Nixon. <laughs> Why <laughs> not? Why can't I defend Nixon? Okay, you're, you're our guest. You can defend Nixon. He was very nice, my great-grandfather, Henry Ford. <laughs> exactly. And your your sister-in-law's a Nixon, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we got two Charleston shoes here with chocolate, and we got vanilla. And I didn't know what a Charleston shoe was, but apparently it is chewy nougat with a delicious chocolate coating. Is it delicious? I guess we're about to find. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll confirm in a moment. Okay, so do we go with the vanilla or chocolate? Should we take a vote? Let's oh, take I a guess vote. you you just took the vote, man. I opened, wow, I just opened one. You I, just fucking went for no it. Do you need a knife or something? Wow, it's very. Yeah, it's nougaty. It's nougat. That's why I recommended a knife. I scoffed at a knife, but I wish I had one. Well, now I shall bring you a knife. It's quite flexible, the material of the, the nougat. Is it? Oh, definitely. When I just tried to break a piece off, as I would many chocolate bars, it just bent into a literal U-shape. Have you ever had a Big Turk? I have not had a Big okay. Turk. Somehow, for some reason, I think that they're the same concept. Like a Mr. Big and an O. Henry are a very similar exactly. concept, but the execution is quite different. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is... It is dense. <laughs> you are hacking at the thing with a knife. I could give it a little... Uh, to be fair, you're using oh. a steak knife. Well, that's what I think is, would be most effective. You hack that off like a caveman. I had to work hard for it. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. You gotta earn your Charles. I feel like... What? Whoa! <laughs> All right. Holy shit. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna take this one. chocolate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sprung off in a body. Mm. All right. I'm gonna oh, yeah. tearing strategy. Oh, the tearing twist. Oh, Whoa. God. It's so messy. It's tasty, but This is really good. This is really chewy. We are not going to talk for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. It tastes like, um, it makes me think of meringue. Like, I know it's nougat, but the, the color for some reason makes me think of meringue. All right. What the fuck is nougat? <laughs> is it like blended nuts? I think it's some kind of taffy. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just gummy chocolate. That's oh. it. I think it really, I think I'm it really does. I'm the ingredient on the back. Dried egg white. I'm guessing that probably has a lot of nougat. That's that meringue that you were meringue. talking about. Very thick meringue. For all my complaints about it, it is delicious. It is tasty, but it's just a good. bitch to share. Yeah, oh man, it is a, not easy. My entire table is covered in little flakes of chocolate. And I'm going to make a little fun wow. pour chocolate flakes in my mouth. Why? How hedonistic. You, yeah. I gotta push the limits, Mia. I mean, you gotta do it for the cast. I want to try the vanilla one, but I also don't want to have to work hard to eat it. 
it's an effort no. to eat this. I think it's a it's a one person snack. So you don't share it. So you're not tearing, ripping. You just like eat off the top. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it goes. That's how it works. This is like the kind of shit you would take hiking so that you could eat it nibble by nibble over a, like a couple days. No, it's mm. not a ch- like a, you don't break off a piece of it. You fucking go for oh, it. Oh, see, I think you take like a little nibble. Like mm. you like slice them off with your, your teeth. I feel like they're also, you know, it's called a Charleston chew. They're yeah. upfront about what to expect. I'm going to go for the Charleston chew vanilla because I really enjoyed my first Charleston chew experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just take a bite off. Do we have communication? Nobody has. I mean, see, the teas are like actually the best implement too. That was great. Did you see the that? Tearing, what, yeah, that was a clean good, rip. Clean that was a clean rip. rip. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Maybe I'm back in. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay, mm. you've done it. Oh yeah. You just gotta trust your bros. Mm. Nice. Good for the teeth. Really, really <laughs> yeah. feel like you have strong teeth. I like the vanilla. It's really paying off. I could see why Americans love the taste of Charles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to walk. Me through the Futurama reference that Nixon yeah, makes. Because I don't think I know it either. I think it's like a Freedom Day episode. Everyone is gathered on the White House lawn, and Nixon is giving a speech, and there's going to be fireworks. And he's like, Brought to you by our sponsor, Americans love the great taste of Charleston Chew. Oh. And then the fires go up, and it's <laughs> Charleston Chew. And then I saw this at 7 Eleven, and I was like, well, Charleston Chew is like a thing I can buy. All right. And now we're eating it, and mm. I'm delighted. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, it is a, a kind of taste that I don't really experience very often. Mm-hmm. The vanilla has a very... It's interesting that the chocolate didn't change, the nougat changed. Yeah, because they're advertising the taste of the nougat. Yeah, that's curious. Fascinating stuff. <laughs> Truly incredible. <laughs> Truly incredible. I don't know. I, I like it, but it's not something I would go for. I like a chewy thing every now and then, but I'm also... I am a slothful person, and I like to just swallow things. I ate a lot of Charleston chews in my junior high days. I don't know why. <laughs> no, just what my friends got. They're like, you gotta try Charleston chew. And I did. And I was quite taken with them. And then, you know, I moved on. Grew up, I guess. What is like your snack now? Your snack of choice? Uh, in terms of like the cheap, easily accessible snacks. Uh, wine gums? Wine gums are great. Once again, they're chewy, so they last a bit longer. Tangy Zangy Sour Belts. Wow. From the, from the dollar store. The full name. We tried those on the first episode. Well, That's we tried what, the knockoff. That's what he's describing. Yeah, the Tangy Zangies. From the yeah. dollar store. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, like right, the cheap ones, right, 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 right. Yeah, I was amazed that the different colors are different flavors. I've never noticed. I eat them two at a time, and I just kind of like eat them as fast as I can. Like, give me that fix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, that I'm amazed you just said it. And amazingly, you said the tangy zangy sour bells, the full name. That's. That's a man who knows his candy. That's what I eat. <laughs> do you ever go to, like, Savon to get the bulk candy? Do you have a section there that is the apple of your eye? No, I've never done that. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? It just seems or? too decadent. Oh. I don't know. And I also usually get wine gums and tangy zangy sour belts when I'm in transition. So, like, I'm at the dollar store for some other reason. And I'm like, well. What other reason would you have for going to the dollar store, if I may ask? Uh, I buy paint and paint brushes. Ah, yes. Store. I thought that might be the case. It's a wonderful place, the dollar store. It is. I buy lots of craft supplies from the dollar store. Yeah. Taylor is very into crafts. Apparently. Yeah. I'm you surprised like myself. Craft. So let's move into our only regular segment on this show. Tim, when was the last time you did a Mad Lib? About a month and a half ago. Wow. Whoa. Do you do Mad Libs often then? Are you a Mad Lib... <laughs> no, no, I'm not. It just it just came up. And I'm going to be honest, those Mad Libs, I, I would say we're lacking in quality. So I'm, I'm excited with, with what you have. Can I ask, what uh, what do you think they lack that maybe we could provide? It was just something about the literal phrasing of how it worked. It felt a bit random. I think Mad Libs, like, sometimes you can set people up for, like, sort of home runs. But if you get a bit lazy, it tends to fall flat. I don't think it should ever be on the person who is saying the nouns and whatever's 
to have an interesting Mad Lib, I think it is the duty of the Mad Lib to make that person look really good. Uh, I'll give you the guess, the choice of the, the Lib itself. Okay. Would you like to do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Limited, which maybe they open a business together? Uh, alternatively... <laughs> As a gay couple, that'd be cute. <laughs> it's just one <laughs> it's person. Just person. <laughs> also a super, like, you know, unhealthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're abusing yourself, like, does that count? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I abused myself for most of my teenage years, and no one seemed to notice, so... It's <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> You're gross. All right. Nursery Rhymes or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Limited? Interesting. they got a lot of potential. Which one of them seems more narrative-based? I guess oh. the Nursery Rhyme is probably not, so I want to go with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Yeah, Hyde. Yeah, that seems like a better option. Okay, okay. I've been trying to... Okay, so I have a hard time with adverbs. So I've been trying to take a list of adverbs every time I notice I use one in normal speech. Nice. Oh. Yeah, that's what doing some adverbs will reveal is how poorly you know the individual parts of speech. <laughs> Tim, would you like to start us off with a noun? Wow, that's a... Uh, it's hard when you... you so many options. To, yeah, so many options. Like, to make me select one thing out of the, the, the world of options. Uh, let's I go with it. orb. Orb. I love that. Nice. All right. Thank you. Mia, what would you uh, like for a plural noun? Oh, every time, every time somebody asks me, I have like answers, and then the moment that question occurs, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, basketballs. Otherwise, we're sticking with orbs. orbs. Let's go for a circle vibe. <laughs> okay, yeah, That'll let's do nice. that. Okay. okay, and I'm going to say rotund then, for a circular vibe. Will you give me an adjective? An adjective. Claustrophobic. Ooh. Mia, will you name a city? Um, okay, what is. Oh, Edmonton. Yeah, might as well. Wow, that's nice. Make it uh, local, and then you I'll know. I'll say an adjective. Scruffy. Oh, scruffy. Aww. Noun, please. Yeah. Um. And for a second, I thought you were going to say hams. Steamed hams? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But that's a plural noun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go with a, um, a monkey's paw. <laughs> and uh, Neil, will you rock as an adjective? Oh, why not elaborate? I just said that. Elaborate. Might as well run with it. Nice. Very good. Person in a room. I'm going to say this one's going to be Tim. Person in room. In, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they assume it's this room. Yeah. <laughs> All right, an adjective, please, Tim. Festive. Ooh. Festive. All right, Mia, this is your opportunity to shine. Plural noun. <laughs> Steamed hams. Steamed hams. <laughs> and I'll say a noun. A noun will be Aurora Borealis. Ooh. A noun, please, Tim. Well, I don't know. Should I stick with the steamed hams theme we have going well, on here? I mean, it's round also, so... Uh, no, let's go with steamed clams. <laughs> steamed clams. Uh, an adjective will be to Mia. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Mia, stop looking at things in the room. I can't think of anything. Spirally. That's all I can think of. Like, let's go with spirally. spirally. Right, spi- is that even a word? I'll say spirally it is and now. see how that works. All right. Or spirally. All right, type of liquid. Oh, boy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Life sure is hard when you're thinking of words. I'm just going to say juice. <laughs> what kind of juice? Let's be a bit more specific. Yeah, come on. I think just juice is just a funny word. I'll put in brackets after it. Pomegranate. Oh, wow. Nice. Just, okay. it, if it becomes necessary that I specify. Provocative. That's nice. Exactly. Mm. All right, give us a noun then. <sighs> Jeez. Wow. Like yeah, a, it's hard. A thresher. Like a, on a farm. A thresher. Thresher. Amazing. Noun, Mia. Bonnets. Oh, Bonnet. sorry, bonnet. Bonnet. Adjective. Beautiful. Aww. <laughs> and then a plural noun to end us off, Tim. Plural noun. Sax. Sax. 
<laughs> what an inherently hilarious <laughs> word. Fun. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear this one. Has anyone here tried writing their own Mad Libs? No, we I... speculate about that possibility. Do you mean like writing your own without actually like taking an excerpt of something and taking out the nouns and adjectives? Yeah, yeah. no, I just one time wrote my own Mad Lib. How did that go? Like, it went quite well, I think. It was, yeah. I don't know, it was quite dark, I guess. Ooh, in, do tell. In retrospect. Um, but this was, I was a big fan of the show Intervention. They... People would intervene with oh, addicts yes. that were ruining their own lives and their families' lives. Very right. sad stuff. And it was a reality show. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so I wrote like a Mad Lib of a, like an intervention speech that you would read to someone who needs an intervention. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. So wait, did you get like other people to fill in the words? Yeah. Into the Mad Lib? So like, what was the reaction at the end when people responded to that Mad Lib? They, they had a chuckle. They had a chuckle. Yeah. Was it like a polite, anxious chuckle? No, no, it was like it was a hearty chuckle. Good, I like were a hearty you, chuckle. Uh, yeah. Were you trying to make the Mad Lib itself funny, or was it better to have like a more bare skeleton so viewers could uh, put their own words in? I think the bare skeleton is what you want to do because then, yeah, it's it's just the, it's the inherent wackiness of of the incongruities that make that make the piece work. Imagine Great. taking something from like a newspaper and like taking oh that might act, oh shit, now I wanna try it and see what kind of Actually like. a newspaper's probably perfect. Short sentences <laughs> and to be like witness who said the blank was yeah. blank. Interesting. Or was wearing blank. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. let us listen to the tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Limited. Why is it limited? Is it a limited Are the steam ham? <laughs> only, you only get one. <laughs> you can go across the river you can get more though. <laughs> okay. Alright. So him. I don't know if you know about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but this scary orb was written over 100, 100 basketballs ago <laughs> and made its author very rotund. The story itself, it's about a claustrophobic doctor in Edmonton, and he performs scruffy experiments in his science monkey's paw <laughs> to see if he can change his personality. He succeeds and turns himself into an elaborate monster he calls Mr. Tim. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. Okay. It seems like a cool guy, though, because the monster is very festive, but steamed hams are terrified of him. <laughs> okay. I mean, it doesn't even work, but steamed hams. It's just like it's so built up in my mind that I can't not laugh about it. Absolutely. <gasps> okay. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's continue. So people are getting worried, and the police are beginning an aurora borealis hunt for him. <laughs> and they put out an all-point steamed clam. <laughs> and uh after a tip from a spiraling neighbor they find him in dr jekyll's lab trying to drink a bottle of pomegranate juice so he can change back to his original thresher unfortunately it's too late and both dr jekyll and mr hyde meet an untimely bonnet i mean (laughs) all right i mean we've lost the thread a little bit but the moral of this beautiful story is beware of people with split sacks I mean, that's what I always say, too, so... Yeah. Ooh. You come back changed. You never <laughs> quite come back the same after you split your sack. Have you guys met anybody with, uh, you know, that certain conundrum? I don't think anyone would admit it to me if they did. <laughs> Tim is being discreet. No, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm just imagining what it would look like. Split sack. Honestly, I guess yeah, I, I picture it like scene, a I, so. I picture it like a forked tongue. So like each oh my ball God. has its own sack. It's not open, but it's like no. I'm picturing it, and it is it is atrocious. I'm upset. <laughs> That's the only word for it. I will never forget that image now. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take away the vulgarity. I'm gonna think of a like a, just a split sack, just like a potato sack, oh, but it's just honestly, two sacks. Maybe mm. your neighbor lends you a sack. But it's a split sack that's been hastily repaired, and then all your onions fall out into the mud. Oh, been oh there. Oh. Fuck. 
Bah. I hate it when my onions go. Or loose. maybe I guess they probably came from us—a horse manure, perhaps. <sighs> no, mm-hmm. my, I have a bigger problem with my onions than I do with my horse manure. In that you like eating horse manure? More. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it gets everywhere. Oh, it's so sticky. Yeah, with horse the split sack doesn't doesn't help. Yeah, at least horse manure doesn't make you cry. <laughs> Anyways, that, that was our mad with Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde Limited. Yeah, very good. Very Fascinating good. stuff. And now let's move into the oh, uh, uh, sudden death segment. Oh shit, the asparagus! <laughs> I think it should still be good. Let okay, me yeah, is it dying? <laughs> I don't know. It's schwitzing. We made more bacon wrapped asparagus. Mm. I'm really, like, I'm going to get mm. some more off. These I'm are, just going to pick it up. I don't care. I'm a savage man. These are really man. great. We are bonded now. Closer than brothers, really. You'd be getting snacks together. You can't be not close with somebody that you've eaten bacon with. You know what they say. We dine together, we die together. Ashes <laughs> for life. It is amazing. And Mia, while we're enjoying this treat, I understand mm. you have prepared a segment for us. So, I went down a Wikipedia hole and somehow ended up back at Edmonton. Now, honestly, it started with Touching the Void, which is a fantastic movie, and everybody should watch it and feel fear at their lives and, and terrifying sadness. Touching the Void is an incredible movie about a mountain hiking uh, pair of bros and the disasters that befall them and the triumphs of human spirit. And it is harrowing. It is harrowing. And, like, from minute one, things haven't even happened that are bad yet. And, like, I am stressed by what's about to happen. Even just normal mountain climbing seems very stressful, mm-hmm. let alone mountain climbing where, you know... Yeah, you almost uh, get got. Well, you almost get got. You almost and get so, got? Yeah, it's a docudrama, so you know from but, the outset that they wait, survive. Wait, I think the question is the phrasing. So getting got, to me, implies murder. Like, do they almost get murdered, or do they just get regular killed by a mountain? Well, I mean, <laughs> regular in the killed. same sense that yeah. the mountain Karadras in The Lord of the Rings tries to kill the Fellowship with its evil malice, uh, the mountain is like a son of a bitch, it seems like, and... Uh, <laughs> They, they do almost die due to her uh, her trickery. The Ciola Grande or something? Ciola, something like that. Mm-hmm. Ciola Sierra, I don't know. Look it up. Touching the looking... Boy, amazing movie. 2003, docudrama, really good. Joe Simpson is also like a, a fascinating character. Dude survives some shit. He's also an asshole, though. He's kind of an interesting, like, grumpy asshole. Pretty handsome, though, honestly. He's so fucking handsome, and he's like... Doesn't want kids. He's anyway fascinating shit. <laughs> I'm, I'll, okay, I'm going off. Basically, I want to know more. Uh, like him not wanting kids is like pertinent in any way. Mia just now loves him because she saw him in the movie and was like, "That's a badass." And now learns more about him. Is like, yeah, doesn't want kids. I'm like, I'm moved by the fact that like this guy is a grumpy asshole who I would want to love because mm-hmm. like I want to spend my time with a grumpy asshole. Basically, is my definitions of true. <laughs> Moving on, I went down the Wikipedia hole and I ended up back at. A list of city nicknames and slogans in Canada. The most fascinating thing about this list was that Edmonton has the most nicknames. Some of them you have heard before. Some of them are used derogatorily. And some of them just kind of like, I did not even know that that was a thing. One of my favorites. I want to rattle off before we do. I want to make a list of the nicknames that we can think of before Mm. we see this. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you just one thing? I've counted 18 total. 18? Compared to, compared to all the other cities in Canada, we have the most. Yo, I can only think of like two shitty portmanteaus. Like, I have nothing right now. Give them to me. Deadminton. Yep. Uh, Redminton because of our communism. But those are like already done and <laughs> easy, so. Stabminton. Stabminton. Oh, I've heard Stabminton, yeah. Dirt City. Dirt? Ooh. Oh, this is not on there. Number 19. Dirt. Oh, wow. City, where have you heard that? Before? I just like heard it saying around. I think doesn't Cadence Weapon have a song where he refers to Edmonton as Dirt City? I do not. Former know. poet laureate and you know, indie rap 
no, superstar. I, I think <laughs> either he has an album or I, I feel like Dirt City comes up, and I've I've heard Dirt City before. Mm-hmm. Dirt mm-hmm. City. That's I've never heard that before, but it makes a lot of sense. I would think of it more as like Gravel City. Yeah, Gravel is more approves, but Dirt has a better resonance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Gravel City. Because Gravel's got an extra syllable, and you're like, eh. who's got that time? Mm-hmm. Uh, Festival City. Yeah. I think that's it. That's all I can think of. Oh, Castle come on. Black, you guys know, know more. I don't really know. Like, I got, like, okay. the City of Potholes is one I've seen. City of Potholes? City of Potholes? Yeah. Someone, I think, defaced the City of Edmonton sign at one point with a little homemade sign saying City of Potholes. We do have a lot of potholes. It is remarkable. It is a scourge upon this society. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing that when people clamor for what is to be done about the potholes is there will always be more potholes. We can we create engaged, a material that will survive potholes in the winter. We engage in a losing battle. We we laugh at Caligula like trying to get his soldiers to stab the ocean to destroy it, and like we're like, no, let's build roads in a place that clearly will not tolerate roads. No, it's so funny. Yeah, I've been laughing at Caligula for that reason, and I never made the comparison that we've been doing the same thing. Now I feel like an asshole. Dude. Oh shit! Are we yeah. gonna wrap this back into like a Sisyphean struggle? To I was fix trying to avoid talking about Sisyphus again. I, I don't want that to be a theme of the podcast. <laughs> I feel like that's a theme for my life. And life is a struggle. Okay, um, I will tell nice. you some of these names that I have never heard before, but some of them are unofficial, and some of them have you but have been used in literature. And I don't really hmm. subscribe to them. Okay, let's uh, let's have Tim and I be an impartial jury, and we'll give an A or a nay to the, the nickname. Love okay. that. So do you want to start at the start? Uh, yeah. Dealer's yeah. choice. Seems was, like the place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, start at the start, I suppose, to. All right, all right, boys. The Big E. Had you ever heard that? <laughs> no. That's so thumbs down. E. Get the fuck Ooh. out of here. That oh. doesn't work. Have you ever heard anybody I've never heard it. Never. Okay. It literally nope. just sounds like the Big E. Z. Oh, I, E-Town. Is E-Town on there? Yeah, E-Town is one of that... E-Town is on there! Okay. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, you win! <laughs> uh, the next one after that is Canada's Festival City, or Festival City, which we have all heard. Festival yeah. City, yeah. Uh, can- okay, this is... Wow. Canada's richest mixed farming district. I do have that tattooed on my back. <laughs> <laughs> is it a tramp stamp? Canada's <laughs> <laughs> richest mixed farming district. What, a, what an accolade. I give that a yeah. Honestly, I that, that should be on the name of the city. You put that under the city of Edmonton. That's a like, long sign. You know what? No one can say shit about that. Because at the very least, like, all right, respect. Well, you know, it's yeah. appropriate. All right, I like that. Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up. For Canada's richest mixed farming district. Uh, city of Champions, which I'm sure you've heard, but I know some people don't know that it's, uh, it's a response to the 1987 tornado. Oh, because we rebuilt ourselves after we all were, that shake got fucked? Yeah, but like, did that much shake it? Oh, it did. It it's like probably, it's like a bleak moment in Edmonton yeah, history. Yeah, Black Friday is what they call it. Yeah, I think we tie in the City of Champions with, uh, with sports more than anything else. That's the first time I've heard that, because I've always assumed City of Champions was because of our, our flexing about Really? That's the first time you've heard of it? I heard that City of Champions was about the Edmonton grads. I can also believe that, yeah. I the think grass? I think sports is probably yeah. the only thing that Edmontonians as a whole care about. Well, not the only thing, but it's the thing that the most Edmontonians care about. Well, it was sports. a very, like, 80s, 90s kind of reference and and around that time. We probably won the cup, like, four months earlier, mm-hmm. and then we're, like, had this tornado and then flexed about how great we were. So it was, like, in the social, the cultural uh, zeitgeist, zeitgeist nice. where everybody was like, oh, yeah, let's fucking think about being champions. Next one. I'm sure you haven't heard this one. Um, and if you have, I would... Oh, also, it. I'm going to give a thumbs up to City of Champions. City of Champions. Just was, it was tight. I don't know. Like, I yeah. abstain. You abstain? Yeah. There's a lot of strong opinions going on about yay or nay, and I, I'm abstaining from this discussion. That's fair enough. So just to be topical, this is a word that I like recently. You recuse yourself. I <laughs> recuse myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, just a reference. City of Champions, it wasn't an official slogan, apparently. Hmm. It, it says unofficial, but maybe you would consider this an official 
30 years unofficial. And it was, like, it was on, on our shit, sign. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Crossroads of the world. Crossroads of the world? I think mm-hmm. we literally said earlier in this podcast that no one comes here. That's what I said. Of course we're not the crossroads. The crossroads of the world. Of the world. Could what that... the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah. New York, if anything, is the crossroads of the world. Shanghai might be the crossroads of the world. Like I think like Rome is London, the crossroads Rome? of the world. Yeah. All good options. Edmonton, like seventy eighth on that list. Where Sorry. are you crossing to? I know. Boo from me. It is troubling. It is troubling. <laughs> Edmonton, a disparaging term used by a British reporter, Robert Phillip. During the 2001 World Championships in Athletics. But we had already been using that for a while. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you just heard someone say that outside of 7-Eleven. It painted Edmonton as a boring place and then reemerged in 2011 due to an increasing amount of homicide. <laughs> no need for discussion on that one. I'm going to recuse myself of that one. <laughs> Yay. I, does it float your boat, Tim? Floats my boat. I love it. Really? Why? Absolutely. For the same reason I said, like, I love that our city has a crappy reputation. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's it's you, you know, like it makes us like ducks. scrappy. Like I, yeah, I love I love the underdog. I've always loved the underdog, and yeah. I love that like we'll I, never rise to the top. And I don't want to. I've I've talked about this often. There's no virtue. There's no honor in being like the hawks punching down on the mighty ducks. You know, the mighty ducks have everything to gain. Exactly. And we are least on the permanent upswing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I also like that it's something that, like, we use for ourselves. This guy wrote about it, but he heard it here. I'm pretty sure everyone who comes here is, like, slamming it in, uh, yeah. in, in foreign columns, but whatever. So, following that one, Stabminton, another mm-hmm. disparaging term that we've all heard. Many of the attacks and homicides, thanks to Wikipedia detailing this, were committed with knives and other edged weapons. <laughs> yeah. I love that phrase. Can we brainstorm other edged weapons? Uh, machete. Oh, dude. Axe, halberd. Like, Hatchet. Halberd. Hatchet. Man, all those halberd murders in Edmonton, really. Dude, uh, honestly, you think the police would crack down, but you can buy a halberd at any Walmart. Yeah, I've seen that. What other wedged... Wedged? <laughs> wedged weapon. <laughs> like, it is a wedge. A knife is a wedge. Yeah, a very yeah. thin wedge. Yeah, a saw, I guess. Mm, I, I would think... Oh, like, you pull someone down and you saw them apart? I think more teeth. <laughs> it's a, a chainsaw and edged weapon? It's a tooth weapon, you're exactly right. Toothy weapon. <laughs> What other edged weapons exist? Shurikens. Oh, shurikens! Oh. Nice! Yeah. What about, um, like, you know, a wood chipper? Like, that's gotta be an edged weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Is I'm it a weapon? Thinking... Is a wood chipper a weapon? I mean, <laughs> anything's a weapon if you try. According <laughs> okay. to Fargo, it is. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I feel like you couldn't put someone alive into a wood chipper. That'd be hard, but... God damn, that would be the most terrifying death of all. Especially from the bottom and something up. Oh, yeah, I think Ooh. I'd fed into a wood chipper bottom up. Harsh. Not for me. If you uh, were not, for fan, me either. Uh, <laughs> not for me not, either. I do not consent to being fed first into a wood chipper. All right, moving on. Yes. Uh, so E-Town, you've heard no reference to there. Okay, so this one I found confusing. Edmund Chuck or the Chuck? Yes. Oh, I've heard yeah. that one. Really? Definitely. Do you, do you know the... what it's what's in reference to? No. Does that say? All yes. the Ukrainians that are here. Boom, you got it. Really? I know many Chucks. I'm in fact uh, something of a Ukrainian myself. I mean, oh, I don't right. have no culture, but. Yeah, I know I am too. Yeah, uh, I Chuck makes sense. I give it a thumbs up. Because, yeah, thumbs I mean, up. You, you I like that. The Ukrainian village. Shout out to the Ukrainian village. Mm-hmm. A great place to take your family. I also like that. Just like the Chuck is like, I love the name Chuck. If the Chuck caught on, I would be into it. Oh, let's make it a like, thing. Edmund yes. Chuck, clumsy, but the Chuck, the Chuck, tight, tight. Yeah, into it. Okay, gateway to the north. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. Please. I'm fine with it. I don't know. I'll give it a thumbs up. I like I've it. heard it and then it makes sense. I yeah, thought that that's was better like... than most of the other ones on this so <laughs> yeah. I thought that was starting to be like more of our official slogan in terms of like, instead of City of Champions, now it's like, we are the gateway to the north because things go from us. Anyway, 
Uh, things go from us, things leave. <laughs> we're like, we're either the ass or the head of Alberta. I'm not sure which. I think okay. we're the big fat gut. Oh, but we're, yeah, we're the gut. We're still the gut. Okay. Mm. Heart of Canada's Great Northwest. Ugh. I hate it. Thumbs down. Yeah, we're not part of the Northwest. People are always like, you should go to the Canadian Northwest. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really nice out not there. Not the Pacific Northwest, the Canadian Northwest. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Because they're not talking about BC. They're like, Alberta... The Yukon, Northwest <laughs> Territories, that's the Canadian Northwest. Yeah. Okay, following that one, fuck, okay. Official host city of the turn of the century. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No. I do not abide by that. Can you go onto Wikipedia right now and take the that out? of the century? Official host city of the turn of the century. Official host city. Official. Who? Oh, what wait, governing but, but, body gave us? But wait for it. It's an, <laughs> but it's an unofficial city. <laughs> so the okay. the city didn't officially endorse it, but no, it's so, the official. So someone officially endorsed Edmonton, and Edmonton's like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're we're thirsty for attention, but we don't even want that. <laughs> we're not that thirsty. <laughs> Give that to like Red Deer. Oh, remind me to tell you about Medicine Hat, Rudyard Kipling, the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the oil capital of Canada. Okay, There's that's no Edmonton's only official slogan adopted by city council, which dates back to 19-fucking-47. Dude, okay. what? That's crazy. Well, no, that'd be probably the Duke number one oil strike, right? They were probably pretty pretty stoked. But you seem fine. to know more than I do. Well, there's the oil's not in Edmonton, right? The oil's in the Duke County. And when you drive south down the QE2, the Queen Elizabeth II Highway, for those not from Edmonton, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada, <laughs> and uh, you drive down the highway and you see uh, an oil derrick on your left-hand side. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, that's uh, the site of, not made the site, but uh, Leduc Number 1 is the first big oil find in Alberta. Fascinating. It's, Some trivia for us. Yeah, that's probably, I think probably the same year. They're probably like, Oil! Edmonton, we got it! We got resources, bro. And now the oil capital is Fort McMurray, which is... Sad and repugnant. (laughs) Fort McMurray is a really nice place, but it is... It is very nice. Everything that is bad about Edmonton multiplied. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You said you like Fort McMurray? Yeah, I like Fort McMurray, too. Tell me more, both of you. It's an interesting, fascinating place. There's lots of, like, parks and woodland around there. It's very, like, very picturesque. It's There's a uh, river running by. It's got mm-hmm. big hills. There's woods and stuff. The, yeah. the thing I dislike about Fort Murray is that you literally cannot walk around it. Oh, yeah. Like, There's yeah. no sidewalks and shit. No. But well, everything is, like, all spread apart. Like, it has suburbs, even though it has less than, like, 150,000 people. Yeah. a bizarre thing to, I've to see. I've been to McMurray, but not very uh, frequently. And, like, whenever I was there, it just felt like it was very isolated. Yeah, I Definitely. would say it's isolated. Yeah. yeah. And isolated, because, yeah, you drive that eight-hour road from Edmonton, and it's like, wow, it's a... Uh... Five five hours. Is it five? No, it's five hours. Right. I thought it was six, but, I mean... <laughs> this is not neither here nor there. Neither here nor there, but, yeah. quibble about that. Fort McMurray, it's nice. All right. Redmonton, we've all heard Redmonton, that one. Yeah. Because of our left-leaning policies. That's all it says. Most friendly territory to left-wing parties. River City, everybody's heard that before because there's a Every run. city is a every river city. city. I hate it. I've always hated River City because every city is a fucking river city. There are many businesses I can think of called River City something or the River, river City, city Vapes. River, river oh City Vapes, wow. God. I've also, there's a catering company called River City. Everything's a river city. There's a, bur- a burlesque troop. Almost all cities are built on rivers. That's like kind of a, a place we build cities. Why wouldn't you build a city on a river? Yeah, before you have cars, like... If you don't build on a river, you're kind of fucked. Or at least on the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got three more to go, and I'm going to save my favorite for last. Smart City? Smart Smart City? city? No. Is that because of our, our AI, our blossoming AI hub? I would hope so. Okay. But I'm not what sure. Does it, it doesn't does say. It, say. it doesn't tell me. I know that there's a lot of like tech stuff happening in Edmonton, but that's just burgeoning right now. 
What a lame title. I don't want to be yeah. smart. I want to be dead. You know, like, dead mentis. Like, smart like, I get they're trying to be high-tech and futuristic. I think those things are dumb. They're dumb. I just want to flag the statement that Mia just said that was, I don't want to be smart, I want to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I that like was fucking hot. That like was I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm going to write that on your tombstone. It'll be ironic. I'm getting that <laughs> tattooed underneath my tattoo that says the major mixed farming capital of northwestern Canada. The richest, Canada. The richest <laughs> yeah. mixed farming district. Canada's richest mixed farming district. That is that's just so Damn, like honestly, that's that's our slogan. I don't know why we even kept talking. <laughs> Anyways, uh, please read us the last okay. two. Uh, volunteer capital of Canada. Oh. Right, that's just saccharine. It kind of sounds like we're volunteering to be the capital of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like in case there's an emergency. We're the designated survivor. Vancouver and Montreal and Toronto all get hit. Yeah. And Ottawa, oh. presumably. So. Oh, man, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, and then and we'll take over. We'll be like, finally! <laughs> Some recognition. And this was my favorite because I just thought it was so delightfully ironic and without understanding why it's ironic. Top of the world. Oh, okay. I like that. That's fun. Top of the Honestly, world. That's that's a really good one. And that's it. There's no city or anything. Just it's top like clever. It like kind of relies on you knowing that Edmonton is as far fucking north as you would <laughs> want to live, probably. Yeah. Unless you are a poor, unfortunate soul trapped in Fort McMurray or like at the basket. Well, or no, but we're like the highly, the most highly populated we're, city. We're a big city. Yeah. There's we're like a like, million and some people in the metro area. Yeah, we're the most heavily populated North American city. Yeah, the farthest. Some, some north. combination of farthest north. And it's like there's population. so many weird qualifiers of like how heavily populated upwards north there's no cities as big as ours basically yeah and check this out you got some the, knowledge you yeah there's some there, the, the number is like in a bit dispute but it's something around like 80 percent of canada's population lives south of seattle yeah, because they're living Dude, in the Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's because like, it's all like in that like little little Oh, because it's Toronto, there. right? Yeah. Dude, Toronto and then, like, is a full sixth of Canada's population. Yeah. Christ. I don't know if I 100% believe that, but I believe that's possible. I fact-checked it. We went through a list of like how many, which cities are populated with how many people. And Edmonton like figures fairly high in North American cities. And I always thought it was like, oh, we're just a small little city. No, we got a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> also, for any motherfuckers who can be like, well, <laughs> other places are higher latitudes. It's like, mother, you guys got that, we, that Atlantic current coming up, bringing that warm tropical yeah. air, <laughs> keeping your European climates temperate. We're in Canada, motherfucker. It's dry as fuck. It's so dry. <laughs> I ain't seen the ocean in years. <laughs> so my perspective on this, the fact that we have so many names kind of calls out the fact that we don't really have... We really desperately want to identify ourselves as something very stable and clear. But there's so many people who see Edmonton so differently. And so, like, all of these other cities on these lists, there's some really good ones. Uh, And they're hilarious. Awesome. I want to get to those. Yeah. Can I uh, I just say one thing, though? I agree with your perspective that we haven't really found our identity. Yeah. There are so many possible identities that we have been unsatisfied with. Mm -hmm. I think that sits in the heart where Edmonton is an unsatisfied city. Mm -hmm. I think regardless of, like, what we do, you know, we're always envious of Calgary, our our neighbor to the south. Are we envious or are we in competition? envious. No, I wouldn't say we're envious. I would not say Edmonton is envious. Really? Yeah. I, think, I think we're envious of literally everywhere else. I think like, we're to envious go back of the weather. I think we're envious of the fact that they're close to the mountains. Yeah. I think we're envious of the fact that, like, for a long time, Calgary was making mad bank and Edmonton was making no bank. But that's, I, I feel like we're not envious of Calgary. Oh, maybe people I mean, Calgary's are. also envious of us, too. That's the, the true root of it, is that we are yin and yang. Or not even. We're just, like, two brothers that are all so similar. 
fiercely rivals and fiercely envious of whatever the one has that the other doesn't. Mm. The legislature, the University of Alberta, like all the all the early investment in, in Edmonton, even like the, the discovery of oil and stuff, but all the major corporate centers are in Calgary and now Calgary's probably envious of like all the shit we got in the tech center. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a constant struggle and we define ourselves against Calgary, we define ourselves against Ottawa, we define ourselves against everybody. And we always find ourselves inferior. Yeah. Anyways, on that note. Yeah. I think it's all it all boils down to our inferiority complex. We want so hard to be great and we never will be. Oh but I think like, no, I we don't, will be. No, we no, like, I, I don't we think we will. I agree with that. I don't think we will ever be great in the way that like so many mayors and counselors and all this shit want us to be the world class thing. We're world never gonna be great in that way. We're yeah. gonna be great because we suck. And we love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Once you yeah. like, once you acknowledge that, you and you, you run with it. It's great. We should find things that we like being rather than trying to compare ourselves to every other city and finding ourselves lacking. Yeah. Do you guys know what a spoonerism is? I've heard that term. I've heard that term as well. Yeah. Okay. So the example I have is Red Deer has the name nickname Dead Rear. Hmm. So my understanding is you flip the letters. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Dead Rear. <laughs> moderately clever. That's cute. That's the only uh, nickname listed for Red Deer. The Deer? Nobody's called it the Deer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you just did, so oh, here we are. Yeah, Oxford English Dictionary. You heard it here first. <laughs> so my favorite nickname that I found for any other city on this list, I think it was for Winnipeg. Let me just hunt it down here. Winterpeg? That's a good nickname. Winterpeg? Yeah, that's one I've heard. So it is for Winnipeg, and it is called Negativepeg. Negative a peg. Labeled by Burton Cummings after he was assaulted at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Burton Cummings, yeah, he's from Winnipeg, right? Bach I have no that. idea. He is, yeah. Well, if your most famous son doesn't like your, your city or has a savage nickname for it, that's uh, that's too bad. Who's the most famous person from Edmonton? Nathan Fillion? <laughs> but there has to be. That, yeah. That's wow. also, like, I mean, you, like, you look at Winnipeg. Like, they got Burton Cummings, Neil Young grew up in Winnipeg. Like, fuck. Really well, that's me if you know who Watme is or, like, uh, Nellie McClung. <laughs> if you're a Canadian history nerd, a lot of important people are from Edmonton, but... Oh, oh, shit. The philosophist. Was Marshall McLuhan. Marshall McLuhan! Was Watme the motorcycle, the indigenous motorcycle cop? Okay. Yeah, Marshall McLuhan okay. is the one that I'm like, bae. <laughs> the media is a message and, and such. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. But didn't uh, he only also, hang out here for a bit? I thought he was from here, but I could be wrong. Oh. I was going to say Jordan Peterson, too, but he's not... He's, well, I mean, Mac, Mac he's from, from Fort McMurray. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's in Indie rock. Dirt. Yeah, I was going to say Chill Marco. Stoner Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, chill Stoner Rock is my kind of rock. <laughs> yeah, if you want a Stoner Rock that is very meandering and, like, Vaguely about feelings and feeling yeah. isolated. Hmm. Very good though. Very. Oh, good Mac Mark is great. Yeah. So I will finish this nicknames segment with the last thing that I thought was absolutely fascinating. So Rudyard Kipling has been to Medicine Hat, mm-hmm. and he wrote about Medicine Hat. I'm not sure if this is where this, this phrase comes from, but he said, "This part of the country seems to have all hell for a basement." Oh yes. And the only trapdoor appears to be in Medicine Hat. And don't you ever think of changing the name of your town. It's all your own and the only hat of its kind on earth. Hmm. Thanks, Savage beginning, but he really comes around and he's like, you know what, you do you, Medicine Hat. You got a cool name. He's owning that, like, underdog shitty thing. I love it. I thought that was really cute. 
Tim, as a thank you for being uh, our guest and for being oh. our, our, oh, our friend on the podcast. Should I be on a microphone for this? Yes. Uh, that would be best, yes. Uh, you <laughs> you get to choose oh my God. a prize from this prize box we have. <laughs> it's all from the dollar store, so you might be familiar with it. To be totally honest, I don't want any of this stuff. Those 15 Pilsners you bought were awesome. Yeah. Um, I and I, I plan to shamelessly indulge in those. All right, so the last thing we do is we talk about something that we're excited about coming up in Edmonton. Mia, I'm going to talk about two events that are happening on April the 20th. Yeah, man. Um, 420, a date of some significance. It's my dad's birthday, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So, uh, we're going to have uh, two different and I think very cool shows. And I'm having a really hard time. I haven't even chosen which one I think I will uh, buy tickets for. At Sewing Machine Factory, we have a set featuring Boosh, The Fats, Millhouse, and Pot Cop. Mm. I haven't seen any of those bands, but uh, looking at the Facebook page where it's all funny memes. And I'm I like a it. dank meme. Man, the dankest memes. Uh, dank memes can't melt steel beams, right? <laughs> you know, Sewing Machine Factory, probably my favorite place to hang out in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And uh, the alternative is that Starlight Room, which is Borscht, Marlena Moore, Katie Fisher, and Dead Friends. Marlena oh. Moore is sick. It's going to be hot fire. Borscht is also awesome. Oh, awesome. I haven't seen Borscht. I've seen Marlena Moore several times and Dead Friends a couple times. Yeah. And I don't know what about Katie Fisher, but, uh, you know, that's, for me, it feels like an honest, that's a tough choice. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those events are on April the 20th. Damn. And you can only do one. Uh For me, it's like a question of location at this point, because, like, it might be easier to walk somewhere. So that's what I'm excited about. Uh, One of those two things, I don't know which, though. I want to go to Starlight Room. I think that would be the better choice. Just, okay, no, I want to, fuck, I don't know, it's complicated. See, every time you think of the merits of one, you're like, oh, wait, the other. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Do I want to go into a smaller, chiller venue with, like, probably some people who are be very alive in that moment. It's very yeah, happy. having a great time. Like this is one of the best days, right? Yeah, I think it would be mm. fun to see either, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough I think lead it's gonna up. Be a game time decision, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's so that's what I'm excited about. A lot of great shows happening in Edmonton. Yeah. Cool. How about you? Do you have one? I I just do whatever he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we end up going to the same thing. So like, I don't really. If Taylor talks about it, he's talking for both of us. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know the dates on it, but the the improv company that I'm in, Rapid Fire Theater, is having yeah. an experimental oh, improv festival I called Bonfire that is just awesome. What day is that? You never, it, it goes on for two weekends, and I, like I said, I don't know those weekends. Um, it's, so it's, it's the time when the company gets together and, like, our weirdest, wackiest ideas, uh, get to become real, and... Oh. The, the the stellar failures and soaring highs and the beautiful successes are like so much fun. Yeah, last year I I, I, I directed an improv form called Timprov, where it was, it was a full <laughs> theater sports set, but the, all of the performers they dressed like me, which is plaid, uh, and they could only say Tim. So it was like it was like a full gibberish set. They were going like Tim 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 Tim. So do you feel like they relate their emotions well to the audience with that one word? The audience loved it. I loved it. Everyone loved it. Sounds it like was, a good time. It Tim? was really good. Uh, Tim, 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 and this is where I would just do the intro music. That's terrific. Tim, thank you so much for being on our show. You really lit up the room today. It's been a real delight meeting you. Thank you for listening to Snack City if you've held out with us this long. My name is Taylor. My name is Mia. My name was Tim. And we'll see you out in the chuck. Thanks.